0: Welcome to Have You Got The Guts To Be Really Healthy, Chapter 12, Reducing Ageing. Enjoy this episode.
1: Chapter 12, Reducing Ageing. We are all going to age, and we're all going to die. That's a fact. And the only variance is the amount of time we have before we die. But in the meantime, what quality of life will we have in the process? Will we live to a ripe old age with full facilities and pass away in our sleep without any disease? Or will it be the average 17 years of disease and discomfort before we die, with years of medications and a palliative care departure? This is a topic that requires serious attention, because the way Don sees it, with all the new diseases, and with our children getting diseases that were once only found amongst the aged population, Don's concerned for all the fate of the human race. Extinction is not out of the question if we continue as we are. One would have to be blind not to notice the massive increase in obesity, children overweight at very early ages, the number of children who now develop cancer, the number of children who are autistic or in the autistic spectrum. What is frightening is the number of children dying these days of conditions that were rare or didn't exist years ago. Not so long ago, Don was in a conversation with a lady and mentioned We've come to a point in time where parents will be burying their children. Her reply was scary, and it concerned him as to what's really happening out there. She continued, You don't have to tell me, Don. I'm a funeral director. I'm burying children and doing it at an increasing rate, and nobody is speaking out about it. I regard myself as hardened as I've been in the industry for most of my life, but some days I get emotional dressing up these young children. Where is the human race heading to, if our children are dying before their parents? The old adage that we are living longer is no more. The next generation will not be living longer than us if we don't change the pattern now. We have a greater chance these days of getting cancer, heart disease and an endless list of diseases that were rare 50 years ago. How long can this go on before someone starts a revolution for a better medical system? The truth about our youth and their health is concerning. There's an epidemic situation brewing and soon the bubble will burst. The truth about the reducing lifespan has to be exposed. But unfortunately for many, it will be too late. In today's world, it seems that everyone Don meets has a condition they would prefer not to have. Some people have multiple conditions. When Don was much younger, it was uncommon for people to take more than one tablet at a time for their condition. Today, pharmacies sell tablet packs for the convenience of having all of your tablets in little compartments to be able to take them on schedule during the day. That's the bad news, and Don is not a lover of bad news. So, let's get going with the good stuff, the stuff we can all be part of to offset disease in ourselves and especially our children. If you've listened to the book at this stage, you would have already heard about the conditions and state of health that Don was in at the age of 50. Now, some 20 years later, he's proud to say that these annoyances are well gone. He only needs a few hours sleep a night and has energy that he would be proud to have had when he was a teenager. His skin has improved. His memory is to a level where he doesn't have saved phone numbers as he remembers them and can recall them when needed and he lives and works with clarity beyond what he ever thought possible 20 years ago. Evidence. Show me the evidence, some people ask. Well, in Don's case, he measures his metabolic age on a regular basis, and at the moment, his metabolic age shows him to be 25 to 30 years younger than his actual age. Metabolic age is simply our internal age and can be measured. This is a huge shift from what it would have been many years ago. That may be hard to swallow, but there is evidence that cannot be denied. He recently had to change his driver's license and passport description from brown eyes to blue eyes. Over the years, as his state of health improved, his eyes have slowly been going from brown to blue. The evidence is available by looking at his passport photos going back some 45 years. He now feels confident when he says, I don't know of a condition that cannot be improved and he's seen many conditions, even terminal ones, improve when there was supposed to be no hope. But what has all this got to do with reducing aging? Simple, if one can have a younger metabolic age, then the chances of disease are at arm's length. Therefore, if something does go wrong, there's a greater chance a younger internal state can rectify the situation. Reducing aging is a process of slowing down the aging process and in some cases, even reversing our internal age where the state of youthfulness reappears. Over the years, Don has seen changes that some would call miraculous, but all he sees is the body getting the right fuel, and with that fuel, and by getting nutrients to the cells, amazing things happen. To Don, it's simple, but the simplicity is often sabotaged, and then the amazing results just don't happen. Then comes the comments by the skeptics. See, Yeah, told you that wouldn't work. But the message that the process was not adhered to never seems to get a mention. Some groups of isolated people live into their 100s with extremely good health, with absolutely no cancer and little disease, if any. But most of us in Western society have little chance of achieving old age without disease. In fact, disease is now regarded as standard. In the 50s, they took dying of old age from the death certificate. Today, we're expected to die of a disease. Why can't we go back to the days when one could just simply pass away from old age without disease? We've got into the habit of looking at each ache, pain or change as, oh, it's just a part of getting old. Everyone these days seems to have a condition they would prefer not to have. So let's see if we can't reverse the thinking about what actually causes disease. Humans are animals and animals have instinct. Instinct cannot be measured, science cannot put a patent on it, and our instinct is what kept us alive as primitives. We've forgotten how to use our instinct, and in the process of relying on science to heal us, we are now dying of a variety of diseases at rates never recorded in history. Sure, we lost millions to the plagues, but we are now living in a plague that is not rectifying itself. The human body has inbuilt systems to find ways to overcome viruses and disease. Plagues would come and plagues would go, and we were left with an immunity to that plague. For example, we don't have people these days dying of the Black Plague. In the past, plagues eventually died out as our immune system found ways to overcome the problem. With little regard for how we die, unfortunately we become reliant on a medical system not promoting health, but unfortunately only deals in illness. In real terms, because of time restraints and little understanding why disease occurs, we're given numbing medicines that only suppress the condition, which in turn allows these conditions to manifest into serious disease. We're born with natural instinct, and our bodies send out warning signs so that we can correct interferences that are the beginning of disease. When we over-medicate, our warning signs are restricted, and a more serious condition may not be noticed. That headache is trying to tell us something. Example, if the headache is caused by excessive alcohol, then we know the cause, and we know how to reduce the effects of a hangover, either with a painkiller, or a reduction in alcohol consumption in the future. It's a simple diagnosis, and may not be considered an instinctive reaction, because this one is just too obvious. We know what caused the headache, and sometimes we know during the evening that we're going to pay for it tomorrow, but we persist knowing what the result will be. Nevertheless, it is information from listening and feeling that something we did or are doing is not agreeing with us. Without these messages, instinctive or not, we would never have the opportunity to stop anything we do. These messages are there to protect us and sometimes the body has to take over to stop us poisoning ourselves even further. Example, When the poison, in this case alcohol, has gone too far and the body is in fear of death, it has to rid itself of the poison. To do this, we have to vomit to get rid of the poison from our system. This is our protective mechanism in full swing, but before this was required, there would have been messages to warn us of the impending danger. Did we listen to, or feel, the slurred speech, dizziness, lack of balance, or the feeling of nausea? No, we didn't, because if we did, we wouldn't have our head over the porcelain bowl wishing we were dead, bringing up everything we'd consumed for the last week. Oh, that's how it feels at the time. This is a single example of the body telling us there's a problem. We now have the choice of how to approach the information the body has given us. One way is to reduce the quantity of alcohol, and another is to take a painkiller after each event of overindulging by not drinking at all eliminates the problem and alcohol-related headaches are no more. But that's too simple. We know the problem, but we continue to do it knowing it's going to do us harm. It's a big call to stop drinking, especially when we know we have a short fixed cure to the results of alcohol abuse. With that in mind, we can continue to drink regardless, knowing we can overcome the pain created by doing what we know is not good for us by using a variety of painkillers. What are the results in the long term? Choice one is obvious. No more hangover headaches because there's no more poison being consumed. That seems very simple and adds value and a quality of life to the individual. It's also directly associated with a better quality of life with more energy, less stomach problems, less compromised gut bacteria, better bowel movements, no nausea and far better clarity in the mornings. Also extends one's life and reduces aging. The second choice of painkillers, it's not so simple. First of all, the long-term effects of painkillers are detrimental to our gut and have been reported to cause ulcers. Don stopped using tablet painkillers decades ago when a drug rep told him that every time you take a painkiller, it sits in your gut and has the potential of causing an ulcer. So to prove this, he simply googled painkillers cause ulcers. The result was startling not only is there evidence of painkillers causing ulcers there was more such as painkillers causing nausea and even cancer and what was even more startling was that painkillers are also attributed to headaches now that we've taken the painkillers to offset the result of too much alcohol one would hope that this may be the end of it but it gets worse not only does the painkiller have setbacks We also have the effects of the excessive alcohol that is now overloading the liver as well as other body parts. With long-term use, and when the liver cannot process the excessive alcohol anymore, we eventually end up with cirrhosis of the liver, not to mention the scores of other conditions that appear because of a compromised gut and liver. The alcohol kills our good bacteria, which then in turn creates a host of illnesses because of compromised gut bacteria, probiotics. Then there is the reduction of brain cells caused by the alcohol, and the list goes on. This is not a lecture on drinking. Many love their alcohol, and Don's not preaching or attached to the outcome of people who choose to drink. He was a drinker who chose to give it up, which was his choice. He has no judgment or wish to have control over individuals' choices, as this would only lead us away from the point of where this began. All this began with the body sending out a signal of which we, as individuals, can take on board or take no notice. Our body gave us a message. What we do with that message has direct effects on our health, either good or bad, depending on what we do with the original message. Don chooses not to have hangovers, therefore he chooses not to do what causes hangovers. A different call to being a non-drinker, he simply doesn't appreciate the results of drinking alcohol. This not only reduces him taking painkillers, it also has a very positive effect on how he feels every morning when he awakes. Another bonus of not having hangovers is the clarity that one has in the morning and the rest of the day, the reduction of potential disease and the potential of a longer and healthier life. This chapter is about reducing ageing and this is just an example of what we can achieve by listening to our body. Just one simple choice from information our body sent to us has a direct impact on the state of our health. Don chose this topic not to lecture on alcohol, but because of its obvious and upfront effects. Our bodies send us messages every second. Some we notice and others we take for granted. If we're dehydrated, we get a desire to have some water. When we need nutrients to the cells, we get a desire to eat some food. These are simple messages, but they're only a message. It's up to us what we choose to do with these messages. The message that we need fluids is an interesting one. We can choose to have water, as that's what the message was aimed at, hydration. Because our organs are made up of mostly water, to function properly they need water on a regular basis. Or we can choose to have a coffee, tea, beer or wine, of which there's a twist on the message. The instinct was for us to have water only. We can sabotage that message by taking another form of liquid. Reducing ageing is not possible if we ignore the intent of the message. When our cells call up the need for nutrients, we know we need to eat. Only we can sabotage that message by heading to the fast food counter. The intent of the message was... I need nutrients to keep going at the pace you're going at. But if we choose to eat foods with little or no nutrients, then the message was not adhered to. By not getting the required nutrients, the body might send out another message. Hey! I need nutrients here! If that second message is misused, and another fast food, sugar-based snack, or chemically-laced treat is consumed, then what chance is there of reducing aging? The fact is, we instinctively get messages every second of the day, even in our sleep. They're often there to assist us and to keep our body in prime condition, and to protect us from dangers. The choice that any individual makes is up to them, but they can never deny that they had the warning signs. Don asks many people, when did the condition begin? Would you believe most people know exactly when their condition began? Even after they'd had it for years. Sometimes when asked, the recall is alarming as the revelation of what happened years ago is presented. Sometimes it wasn't noticed at the time or not given any grounds for concern, but there was a message and for whatever reason, it was not addressed. There are many conditions that are obvious and many of us choose to ignore them. Smoking, for instance. When we first tried a cigarette, many of us found it difficult to get that smoke down past the throat, but with persistence we achieved it. We persisted got over the dizziness, the coughing and the bad taste, we persisted until it became addictive. The result of not taking that early warning sign on board is well known and well documented, so no need to do a whole section on smoking. We know the end results, but many unfortunately with the addiction cannot stop. We only have to type in Google, dangers of smoking or side effects of smoking, And again, we're faced with a barrage of sights, with the most horrifying information which makes us ask the question, are we really the intelligent species? What is it that causes us to do things that we know are detrimental to our bodies and to our health? And even when presented with the evidence, we still persist in shortening our lives. Reducing aging, just by reminding ourselves of some obvious examples, ones we know reduce our lives is not enough as there are people who still become ill even when they don't smoke or drink, which we are often reminded of by smokers and drinkers. So let's look at some other messages our bodies give us so we can make informed choices to what we're doing and in doing so optimize our health status. Many are listed earlier in chapter one if you want to go back and have another listen. Every day Don comes across the advantages of listening to our bodies and when action is taken, positive results are a foregone conclusion. If we get it right, We're healthy. If we ignore or get it wrong, we are diseased. In some cases, the messages are so subtle we miss them and go on regardless, not knowing a disease or condition is manifesting. Some warning signs are taken as just normal aging process. But let's stop and think about this statement for one minute. When we get a hot ear from the mobile phone, who sees that as a message that having a microwave on our ear could cause a brain tumour? Who could understand that being light sensitive, or if sound is a problem to us, is a sign that we have a health problem? We are creatures of vibration, and when that vibration is disturbed, we react. If we are very close to a hot fire, we know to move away. So why not take notice of the subtle ones as well? At what stage is that instinctive sign a normal aging process? For example, dementia is considered normal in the elderly. Not much attention is taken to forgetting these days as it's accepted as getting older and heading towards old age and dementia. We don't even stop to question, we just accept. We even make jokes about it and diminish the value of this warning sign. What if short-term memory could be reversed? Would that be regarded as reversing ageing? We know that smoking and drinking reduces one's lifespan. And it's proven that lifespan can be increased when these addictions are reduced or given up altogether. So could improving one's memory be regarded as an indication to a longer, healthier life? To Don, it makes sense that if we offset short-term memory, then dementia is less likely. If that's the case, wouldn't it make sense that short-term memory loss is a signal that we are aging? And to curb that, we would prolong one's life and in turn improve the quality of one's life. Well, from where Don sits, he sees that this is just the case. In times gone by, when Don's health was depleted to the state of where his health was extremely poor, he had virtually no memory at all. His short-term memory was hidden by a series of tricks that people who can't remember very well have to rely on to get by. Some people admit, while being introduced, that they can't remember names. This statement can take the pressure off them later in the conversation when they can call on their earlier announcement that their memory is poor especially when they can't remember the person's name of who they're speaking to. Others use tricks and avoid having to use names by calling strangers and sometimes friends by general names such as mate, darling, bro, brother or a nickname they created because the real name had been forgotten. Don't sure that we've all done this at one time or another. It's becoming more common these days as the state of the general health of the population decreases. A byproduct of diminishing health brings with it an increased deterioration of short-term memory. So would it be safe to say that short-term memory is a warning sign that our health has slipped a little? Unfortunately, this is so common that it's lost its imprint as a warning sign, as it applies to a great number of the population. It's just regarded as normal. To prove a point, Don always likes to take it to the extreme. In this case, he asks you to look at the earlier and earlier ages conditions, such as dementia, Parkinson's and mental illnesses becoming more common. With that in mind, and short-term memory being so consistent, could we now use that as a warning sign that health is diminishing? Now it's time to use this information to reverse ageing. How? You may ask. By reducing the ageing process with improving the intake of what will assist in being healthier and in the process, Would you believe one's memory can improve? Example, as Don mentioned earlier, he had virtually no short-term memory 20 years ago. As his health improved, his eyes turned from brown to blue. And with energy levels and state of well-being on the increase, his short-term memory improved. And with that, his retention also improved. The two came together. Better health created, better memory. Today, if he rings a person a few times, he remembers their phone number and his recall on short term has improved. When we do something as simple as banging one's toe, the instinct is automatic. We have to lift our feet when there's an obstacle in the way. There are millions of messages and they come in so many different formats. Example, when a workmate gets a lung condition, maybe there could be a warning that the work conditions are toxic. When the neighbor's child gets leukemia, and by looking outside where we can see power lines close by it's a subtle warning that maybe the electrical lines could be causing the damage here's a fascinating warning sign not so long ago Don was getting up two and three times a night to go to the toilet if he went to the doctor he could have been diagnosed with a prostate condition his instinct was that there had to be another reason because how could he get a prostate condition the way he lived so with that in mind He went searching and found that in our homes the wiring in the walls and the wireless equipment sends out frequencies that affect our internal electric fields. The Wi-Fi, the cordless phone, the frequencies from the TV in the bedroom, the mobile phone charger next to the bed, the touch lamps that turn off and on without going to the power switch, the power box outside the bedroom, and a host of electrical fields that make our homes an electrical magnetic field. EMF nightmare. To put it simply, many of our modern-day gadgets are not good for our health, especially the ones in the bedroom, because healing happens when we're sleeping deeply, and that cannot be achieved if our own body's electrical field is being compromised. Even dimmer switches cause interference, but we live in a modern world, and that's just how it is. This is no excuse to not take on board that if we're not sleeping well, then this could be the reason time and time again when the concept of removing the mobile phone the touch lamp the television or other wi-fi equipment from the bedroom the next day he gets a phone call that goes something like this uh hi there just letting you know i i had a great night's sleep last night thanks for the tip how many people are taking sleeping tablets when by not clearing the room of interferences could be the very reason they're not sleeping properly Reducing ageing occurs when we have better sleep patterns, not to mention the increase in health by the reduction of medications to sleep. Then add in the fact that without these interferences from Wi-Fi in the bedroom, we are less likely to get cancers that originate from this source of interference. In Don's case, he also put special plugs into the PowerPoints. And guess what? That night he had a full night's sleep, uninterrupted. And for the last 18 months, he's never woken up in the middle of the night to use the toilet. The warning sign for him was a poor sleep pattern. The solution was to remove the electrical interference. He could have taken a pill, but a pill would not have given him the reason. If we just listen and look a little further, the answer will appear. The Internet offers us solutions to a host of simple problems. Again, have a look and this time Google dangers of Wi-Fi. This is a silent frequency that is playing its role in preventing us from aging normally. By understanding this danger and taking the appropriate steps, one can again move towards reducing aging. Years ago, we didn't have the diseases and conditions that we have today. In the last 50 years, there have been many changes to the way we live. There are many substances and devices that are supposed to make life easier. But at what expense? Fast foods and chemically-laced products combined with what we cannot see, Wi-Fi, are all having an effect on our well-being and quality of life. The solution is to start to listen and trust our instincts. They are there to protect us from danger. If the road sign says, wrong way, go back, and we continue on, big chance we will have a head-on collision. If the body's instinct gives us a warning sign and it is ignored, then like the end result of ignoring the road sign, we will have a shortened lifespan. Our instinctive messages come in many forms. The most recent are the food allergies, eczema, itchy skin, rashes, nut allergies and an endless list of food products that are causing allergic reactions. These are the messages, but what is the cause and what is the cure? Why are there so many today when we didn't have them 50 years ago? Today we have reasons for these reactions, but very few understand the implications of what is in our food source. We go to the supermarket and the labels look good, but that's not what's in the packet. We only see enticing pictures of what food used to look like. Inside the packet is another story, and it's not a promising one for us humans. The artificial colours, flavours, pesticides, herbicides and host of toxic chemicals, all hidden away to create taste, texture, smell, pretty colours and artificial sweeteners are all toxic to us. All of these together, when fed to us, confuse our digestive systems, put it under stress, poison it, and cause havoc to gut health and well-being. Don's already mentioned these additives to our foods earlier, but there is one that needs additional attention. This is the disgraceful use of genetically modified organisms, GMO, that have found their way into our food chain and, frighteningly, not in small quantities. Research is showing these false foods are beneath many health conditions, and we don't yet know the long-term ramifications of these artificial foods. They're not foods. Foods are meant to nourish the body. These fake foods have internal pesticides and chemicals that kill the insects that feed on them. Science is now finding that those chemicals are finding their way via the food into our guts, and the figures show it's becoming common in all of us. Don't just read, don't just listen. Go and see for yourself. Simply Google dangers of GMO and with that information understand it would be impossible to reduce ageing after ingesting these DNA altering foods. If we had a diet of chemicals that our bodies cannot recognize or cope with, how could it be possible to be healthy? How could it be possible to live without disease? With former pro-GMO scientists now speaking out about the real dangers of GMO foods, Don has taken the stance of not purchasing anything that could possibly have GMO ingredients. We can now get access to the science showing GMO foods could be the end of the human race. This is the opposite of reducing aging. This is aging at an accelerated rate. So, to reduce aging, one has to stop using any food that contains such chemicals or manipulation. How many foods do you know of have genetically modified organisms? If you haven't looked yet, you'll find that virtually everything in your supermarket contains GMOs. Most products containing corn or soy products. In fact, the list is so long, it's another book. And to save time, Don just Googled foods that contain GMO ingredients or comprehensive list of GMO products. When you've done that, you'll ask yourself, why is this being allowed? Then go and have a look at diseases caused by the use of GMO foods. Now you're informed, what will you do with the knowledge? This is only the tip of the iceberg of what's happening inside the containers of many foods that are in packets, tins, even glass bottles, and especially chip bags. This focused on GMO only. But when one focuses on flavors, colors, artificial sweeteners, preservatives, the linings of tins, or how products are treated before they go in a container, the same story is revealed. And that story is, if it's in a container with a pretty picture of food, then chances are it is not beneficial to your health. Read the label, and if it has words you don't understand, or if there are lots of numbers and warnings, don't. Buy it if you have any intention of reducing the aging process. Go back to listening to your body's cry for good food and water. Listen to and feel how you feel after you eat. This is the first testing ground to a healthier way of life. The next is to take notice of hints that come your way, such as Don's written here. Then do due diligence and prove it for yourself. Some simple messages that are often overlooked with suggestions, cramps, Try magnesium. Headache. Try water. Wind. Bloating. Smelly stools. Try probiotic foods. Itchy bottom. Could be parasites. Get a hair screening. Poor sleep patterns. Take phones, TV, electric clocks out of the bedroom. Autism? Try probiotic foods with Lactobacillus plantarum. Reduce chemicals and Wi-Fi. Stomach issues. Try probiotic foods sniffle or cough try olive leaf extract immediately constipation try prunes or probiotic foods pain try some minerals from peat unsure get a hair screening reducing aging a simple process of following up on instinctive warning signs if you're not sure then there are alternative options to finding the primary reason why one may not feel as good as they should. Don uses iridology, blood microscopy, and lately he's been seeing a great deal of success from using the latest hair screening technology, which shows the primary reason why you may not be healthy, be it mould, parasites, heavy metal poisoning, food interactions, and much more. Surprisingly, lately there's been an increase in the readings of radiation, With the primary reason exposed, the road to reducing aging is made a lot easier. Reducing aging is not impossible. If one is aging too fast, getting all sorts of conditions that will shorten one's life, biding our time until we die, then by listening to our instincts and messages, and by making the appropriate changes, then not only is your life extended, but it brings with it a quality and vitality that makes living a pleasure. What will your choice be? At www.probioticfoods.com.au, there will be informative blogs to assist anyone who has an interest in their own health. Health is your right, and we have the right to be in charge of our own destiny. It's already been shown that, left in the hands of food manufacturers and poor governing of the foods we're presented with, we have to make our own health choices. To follow Don's up-to-date and continuing information to anyone interested in good health, you can ring and sign up and follow Don's Get Your Health Back series. Simply ring 0755466086 and sign up to get a short three- to four-minute health tip every week. Or type in Don Chisholm, Get Your Health Back series, to see past episodes. Don looks forward to being of assistance to all who have an interest in their health and their children's health. Don wishes you well with your journey. With love, Don Chisholm.
0: By now, you should have a good understanding that if you follow the plan, you will not only feel better, have a better shape, you will have reduced your metabolic age. Small things such as memory, eyesight, emotions, a sense of well-being, better bowel movements, all make life so much more enjoyable. In fact, isn't that how you were many years ago? To assist in feeling more youthful, go to probioticfoods.com.au and purchase some certified organic foods to set you on a path. To a more youthful interior. Be like the thousands who live, breathe, and rave about how their lives have changed since they decided to reduce their own age. Enjoy the rest of the journey in a healthier state. And thank you for listening to the series. If you would like to see this in a movie form, I created a movie called No Reason for Disease. Just look that up on the internet and maybe that too will assist you in being healthier and more lively, and enjoy the rest of your life. I'm Don Chisholm, The Gut Man, and thank you for listening.